The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night whenever you are listening because it is day one of Scarlet and Violet coming out. And I am literally recording this at 9.46 in the morning on that day. I played a bit to get an idea for this episode because today is the Gen 9 Starter Showdown. Now, normally, I would have a bell ringing and me talking. And in this corner, this was... I am so tired and i wanted to make sure you guys got this episode out because a lot of you are picking your starters and it's it's such a fun game i'm already having a great time because i'm only in the earlier parts but they're like saying hey go down this path to the school i'm like but there's a flamingo over there and i'm gonna go play with it this game is great albeit glitchy and they better release some patches for it but i'm having fun so far But with every new game, it does mean that we are getting a new batch of starters, which means I get to have the fun job of seeing how well they'd work in a practical sense. So for newbies, the rules are pretty simple. Uh, I rate each starter by a series of metrics that I made up to see which starters actually give you the best overall experience if you were actually playing as an actual child. So I had to do a lot of research real quick. Luckily, the leakers were mostly right, so I didn't have to do as much, but I still had to play around a bit and figure out if some of these things are true or not. So that's why I had to wait till Friday in order to record it. Now, if we learn something later about their lore, that we find out that they behave one way or another, then I'll admit to being wrong on some of them. But here are some of the ways that I like to critique these Pokemon. And here's some of my metrics. Uh, Battle potential is how well it does handling itself its fights across the region on its own. Care and maintenance is how easy it would be to feed and care for this Pokemon. Uh, Child friendliness. Can a new trainer going to school with no previous experience have a good time with it? And utility is what good can it do to you outside of a fight? In this new region, you're going out and exploring... So you're going to probably need a few extra hands and not as not as many hands as you needed in Arceus because that was um that was terrifying. But let's go ahead and we'll start with, you know, the traditional style. We'll go grass, fire, water, and let's see which one of these new starters really has what it takes to be the best starter for you. So uh, let's go ahead and start with Sprigatito. And if you can't roll your R's, I'm sorry, because that's the best way to say that name in Sprigatito. Oh, love saying it. Lots of debate on this one when it came out because, um... Oh, the whole four legs, two legs things. Um, oh, this is a good chance to let you all know there are going to be a bit of a spoiler here um, throughout the whole thing. I figured that was kind of obvious, but I'll say it right now. Spoilers. Uh, it does not stay on four legs. Terribly sorry. But it does have a different fighting style than Incineroar. And while I'm no fan of cats, the final look, it's not the worst. It's, it's fine. It's all right. <clears throat> so, battle potential. Uh, it's not just gyms anymore. Uh, the gyms in this game are going to be a bit looser because you can level up more and then go beat the crap out of them. They're all still linear, and sadly, the game doesn't, like, you know, flex with the leveling. Like, you can show up to every gym, but if you show up to the last gym and you're underleveled, they're going to beat the snot out of you. So you still have to do them in a kind of order. You also have the teams to beat up and the titans to beat up. Um, let's go ahead and just start with the gyms. With the gyms, 
Um, there are two gyms that will completely mess you up, but the others are either going to be neutral or a cakewalk. So you only really have to worry about two of them, which isn't too bad. Uh, the Titans, the big Pokemon you'll be fighting along one of the storylines, uh, they aren't even a major issue, but uh, the Team Star Leaders, <laughs> the, the, the bad guys, the villains in this little section, those school bullies, they are going to mess your cat up. The final typing for your cat is Grass Dark. They are going to slaughter you. You better hack some friends to deal with them. Uh, luckily, if you get the one with the hidden ability Protean, you can be a little bit cheeky and with terror typing, you can hide back on some of that. But like legit, it, it, you're going to get your butt kicked if you don't have some friends. Now with care and maintenance, I assumed, again, when I was first looking at the designs, I assumed that like the last cat, it would be a pain. But this little green cat seems pretty tame. I think one thing also to note it that it seems to be able to photosynthesize, which means generating its own food from sunlight like a plant would. And any Pokemon that can generate their own like energy source is just that's amazing. You don't have to feed it. Just put it out in the sun and hang out for a nice picnic while you eat a sandwich. Uh, sure, it does like to be clean, but cats clean themselves all the time in our world. So it's not like you need to take real special care. Just make sure you have a bowl of water for drinking and a bowl of water for bathing. Uh, just like caring for a plant, though, um, you are going to have to make sure it stays nice and moist. Make sure it has all the humidity it needs. You don't want it to dry out. And as it matures, it will start to get more stealthy. So you might want to start thinking of ways to care for them in terms of enrichment, how you would play with them and work with them. Uh, hide and seek, real fun, simple game. Have them practice and work on it. It's a pretty fun way. I mean, I think the big thing that makes this cat so great, no bad attitude. So far, pretty awesome for a cat. Anytime they have a cat Pokemon in this game, they make it a jerk. This is the one that just doesn't seem to be a jerk. Now, as far as child friendliness goes, cats are domesticated in our world. And there are plenty of kids who have cats as pets here. Granted, they don't shoot leaves and grow up to have whips at some point. But, you know, that's, that's you know, it's not that bad. I mean, cats are pretty okay as far as I'm concerned in this game. Uh, nothing in the deck says that it's hard to handle. The worst thing I could say is that eventually when it does evolve, it gets the ability to hide in like the foliage and the trees. And if you don't give it something and it decides to hide from you, that might be a problem, especially if you're a kid. But I mean, it's not the worst at all. I will say the flaw this one has and the flaw that all of them seem to have is their utility. Do you want to pull off daring heists against the rich of Paldea? Because that seems to be what its final evolution is built on. This Pokemon literally looks like Count of Monte Cristo. It's Meowskerade is its freaking name. This thing literally looks like it robs from the rich and gives to itself. Um, it's not going to be helpful in any kind of survival and any kind of other job unless you're going for literal cat burger. This grass type is more useless than others because other grass types have been known to be able to actually feed you. Unless your dream job is Master Thief, you might want to just continue a career in battling to make sure that this Pokemon doesn't turn to a life of crime. So overall, battle potential, 4 out of 5. Care, 5 out of 5. Never thought I'd say that for a cat. Child friendliness, 4 out of 5. And utility, uh, 1 out of 5. Which again, it's going to be a common trend throughout this game. On to the next one, and the one I picked, Fue Coco, my my boy, my my fiery crocodile lad. He is he is a sweet, sweet baby boy, and if you didn't pick him, well, he's not mad ever. I don't think he has the brain capacity for it. Uh, this is the only animal 
of the starters that was not domesticated by humans in real life. The ones you see in zoos and other facilities are been tamed at best, uh, but it is also on fire. So let's go ahead and see how well that goes for you. With battle potential, good gym coverage. Only two give you any core problems once it's fully evolved into its fire ghost final form. Uh, the Titans, kind of a mixed bag. Uh, they are um, they're leaning towards needing some help on that one. And Team Star is going to rip you in half, just like they did with Spirigatito. Like, they are just going to destroy you. You need to have some friends in order to make it through. It's, it's pretty rough if you're going off to just that guy. Keep in mind, it's not bad. It's not bad to need help from other Pokemon, but the idea of battle potential is like, could you 1v1 everyone in the game with just this starter, and it would be the only one you needed, and the rest are just your friends? This Pokemon is going to need some help, just like Sprig did. Now, as far as care and maintenance goes, it's a crocodile, so a couple things you have to get out of the way. Number one, they do have sharp teeth. So you're going to want to keep your hands away from it. Number two, it does breathe fire. So you're going to kind of get some heat protection. Number three, um, it seems to have a pretty chill demeanor. Uh, it seems to have a much more relaxed way of working out. I mean, compare that to Totodile, who's running around biting things. This Pokemon, you know, takes his time, relaxes, likes to eat fruit and chill. I, I honestly think that's a weird thing because you look at its teeth and it's like, you seem like a carnivore, but you're roasting and eating berries. So... That's pretty useful. You don't have to have it hunt other Pokemon down in the middle of the night in order to survive. That's great. Less problems with the police. Uh, I do want to point out that because it is a crocodile and because it says so in the next, it likes to sun itself in warm areas. So you're going to want to make the time to find nice spots for it to lay out and chill. And then again, another picnic Pokemon, but it does need to get fed. Uh, its middle form does get a fiery egg on its head. It's magic of some kind but you're probably going to have to be very careful with this pokemon because either that egg is really really fragile and you have to be cautious or it's really really hot and burning with the power of life and death or whatever's in that thing and it, it's going to burn you when it finally evolves it does gain a little flaming bird buddy that helps it out but it's still one of those pokemon where that middle evolution you got to watch yourself especially if you don't know what you're doing speaking of not knowing what you're doing child friendliness it's bad enough giving a child a crocodile starter, but now you give it one with the spiritual egg on its head. Uh, crocs are not easily trained. Uh, it takes time, takes a lot of effort. I have seen people train alligators to come when called. I have seen Cuban crocodiles do very similar. These animals are capable of being trained, but it takes time and patience. They are not something you can easily just snap to and get them to work for you. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's a fun little reptile. But if you give that thing to a kid, it's going to start lighting things on fire and running around a little bit too soon for that first trainer to work through it. Now, as far as utility goes, um, yeah. Whatever happened to Pokemon being useful outside of combat? I mean, yes, it's fire. And fire is always useful, especially at night. You can go ahead and stay warm throughout the camping season. That's that's always a plus. You always get a point for that. But aside from that, uh, once you graduate from school and at the champion, what is your life with this thing? I mean, at least you're not being a master thief. And I think it's also considered the singer Pokemon. So it, it has a lot of connections to like vocalization. And there are crocodilians, many, I think all of them, who will bellow 
at night or to challenge other crocodilians. So there's something to be said about that. I mean, if you want a career in the music industry, it's pretty musically talented. But, I mean, if you don't want that, it's not really much good of anything except killing stuff. Which, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But this is the utility. Not always good. So, battle potential. You know, I'm going to actually dip this down to 3 out of 5. Yes, it's very similar to how Sprig would handle, but Sprigatito can handle the Titans a lot better than Fuecoco can. So, it's losing a point for that. Karen Maintenance, 3 out of 5. Because, again, it's fine as a crocodilian, like, in the game, but it's still a croc. So, you kind of have to knock points on that one. Child Friendliness, 2 out of 5. Utility, 2 out of 5. You can't give a kid a crocodile and expect it to all go right. And Utility, the only reason it gets a point up is because maybe it can sing. And maybe that's worth some money on the street corner. Finally, last and not least ever, Quaxley. This duck is my favorite starter. And I pick Fuecoco because I'd pick fire types always. That's my rule for myself. But if I didn't put that in there, Quaxley is a good boy. He's a good Brazilian boy. He evolves into a Pokemon that dances Samba. It's brilliant, and I love him. Anyone who disparages on Quaxley, I disagree with you, and I hate your opinion. But it's still your opinion, and it's a game for animals fighting each other, so have it if you want. I will say it is the also the second starter that comes from a group of animals that we have already domesticated. So this should be pretty interesting. <clears throat> Battle potential. If you are out to tackle the gym leaders, you're really going to need some help. Only two of them are going to be types that you can actually take on without any help. Uh, Titans, pretty evenly up. And uh, you have a pretty okay chance with the Team Star Punks, unlike the other two. The Team Star Punks might actually have a little bit to worry about with you. Um... I'm almost seeing a pattern where like some they're all good at a little bit of everything, but some are just better at other stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing things because it's still early on. But I, I really do like that if you choose one of the three different paths, each one of them has a slightly better chance in different parts of them. Again, the whole point is to catch Pokemon to actually help you with the fight. But no, I did think it's interesting. Anyway, care and maintenance. This duck comes with its own dirt repellent. Thanks to the oils on its feathers. You don't really have to bathe this thing. It'll take care of itself for you. Being a duck, they are omnivores. They will eat a little bit of everything, a little bit of insects, mostly vegetation. So you're good on the feeding front. It doesn't, it does eventually get its fighting typing, which if you've listened to this before, means that you're going to have to get some, uh, some training equipment or sparring. Its middle form tends to really like to practice its kicks and get elegant and graceful with them. So you're going to want to either have something you can kick, some place you can run around in, or you're going to get those pads because you're going to have to take a fight to it. Um, it likes to train its legs a lot. So what I recommend is, you know, get some weights on those legs, have it practice that. Uh, having a sparring partner is usually the best go. I often would think that a fighting type trainer is going to have at least two fighting type Pokemon because unless you're Bay from the last game, you're not going to be stupid enough to pick a fight with a Pokemon that can kick a truck. Child friendliness, on the other hand, ducks can be real jerks, but not always. There are plenty of people that have raised ducks and they've formed a bond and a connection. You can find all these videos on YouTube of people of having ducks that are waiting for kids to come home from school and they get super excited and they're very cute and playful. These animals can attach to you if you start young. Quaxley, given to a new trainer, is a brilliant idea 
because Quaxley is starting as a little baby duckling. He's going to know and follow you around and have a great time. It's a nice idea to put that there because as the duck grows, you grow, and eventually you don't have to worry about it. It's not like Coco where the middle gets a lot harder. It's not like Spirigatito where it evolves into a master thief. This Pokemon grows with you, and that's really cool to me. Uh, it can kick through a chunk when it's fully evolved. So, um, yeah, make sure you kind of avoid those feet if it gets upset. Now, as far as utility goes, Surf kind of doesn't exist. I have a robot lizard bike for that now. So you, you can't play that card. You can't fly either, so that's rough. Sorry. It does have the fancy Samba feet, which makes it great for showmanship. Uh, maybe you can get uh, Coco's evolution to go ahead and fight with you, but it's it's not going to work unless you're trying to be a musician. Uh, at least it's not as bad as a Greninja. I will say Greninja was the worst utility of all the water starters because that's what you want after you become the league champion. Become an assassin. Kill heads of state. That's exactly what you want to do as a trainer, isn't it? Like it, It's giving a kid an assassin is not the best way to go as a trainer. So battle potential. Three out of five. Care, four out of five. Child friendliness, five out of five. It's a duck. Ducks can be jerked, not as bad as geese. But again, when you start them out young like little ducklings and work their way up, they're really not so bad to you individually. And utility, two out of five. The Samba steps give it some points. So overall, my final thoughts. Spodigatito, it's fine on two legs. Calm down. It's all good. Protein did get nerfed, but it's still a fun Pokemon to mess around with. Freycoco, pretty good. I love its final evolution look. It's going to need slightly more help on the gym front, so I've already packed my team ready to go to have it some, give it some assistance. And uh, Quaxley, it's a Samba bird. I will protect this bird with my life because it is a true Brazilian Pokemon, and I connect so well with that in my own culture, and I love getting a chance to see it, and I hope I get to see more of it in the future. Um, don't let anyone tell you how to play Pokemon. This is just me having a little bit of fun. Please enjoy the games as you will. We wait long enough for these games every time. And if you need to wait for a patch or two, I totally get it. Cause this game got some glitchy animations. But if you can see past that, I'm having a lot of fun. Hopefully when you get a chance to listen to this, you'll rethink your type and think, you know, that would be fun. That would be cool. But otherwise, please enjoy the games. Have a wonderful time. We'll catch up with you next time. Peace!